This is a Capricorn FM podcast. This Grade 12 lesson is proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. Good day, my dear learners. Our topic today is economic geography of South Africa. What is economic geography? It is the study of how people produce rules and services. It is the study of where economic activities are carried out and why locations are chosen. Our president says that economy sustains our life and life again involves, uh, uh, um, uh, revolves around economic activities. My dear learners, take note of this. Learners cannot differentiate between industrial products and economic activities. The use of the terms such as agriculture, zone, cargo terminal are foreign to many learners. What are industrial products? What are agriculture zones? Industrial products are products manufactured by industries. Agricultural zone is a specific area set aside for agricultural activities. A cargo terminal is where cargo goods are handled and loaded into ships or airplanes for exportation and importation. Now, economic activities are activities that people are engaged in order to make a living. Now, these economic activities contribute to the economy of our country. Now, economic activities are classified into four levels or four sectors. Namely, we have the primary economic activities, the secondary economic activities, the tertiary economic activities, and the quaternary economic activities. Now, what are the primary economic activities? Now, economic activities, this refers to the extraction of the raw materials from the earth or from nature, e.g., we have farming, fishing, plantation, mining, and stone quarries. Here, there is a direct contact between man and nature. Now, what are secondary economic activities? It is the, um, the manufacturing or the processing of the raw materials. Raw materials are changed or transformed into useful products into useful goods, e.g. shipbuilding, steel making, food canning, construction. Primary sector supplies raw materials to the secondary economic activities or the secondary economic sector. Secondary sector changes raw materials into more useful products. The products are now uh, are now eatable, are consumable, are now usable after they've been changed into another form. Tertiary economic activities. Here we find that this is concerned with what with the provision of services, e.g. retail, education, commercial, medical, and transport services. Or we have the personal services, doctors, lawyers, um, educators, accountants, and drivers. Now, secondary sector provides goods to be purchased or sold in the tertiary sector. 
Tertiary sector provides for the secondary sector. It provides funding and training for, for the people. Now, the last one, we have the quaternary economic activities. It is concerned with what? Intellectual services or high-tech services, especially IT, data processing, medical researchers, and technical specialists. In other words, it is concerned with the collection or analysis and transmission of information, that is, quaternary economic activities. Now, how is the how is South Africa's economy structured? How is the economy of South Africa structured? Now, the examiner here will give you a table and a graph showing, showing you contribution of these economic sectors during a particular year. He will show you how each sector contributes to the South African economy. Then here, you must be able to read the graph and the table. Now, our lesson today is on farming and also mining. These are the examples of primary economic activities. Now, what are the characteristics of farming in South Africa? Now, you must know this. There are many types of farming in South Africa. There are many types of farming in South Africa. Namely, we have the large-scale farming, the small-scale farming, extensive and intensive farming, subsistence and commercial farming, mixed farming, and also have the dual farming. And I will explain all these types of farming briefly. All these types of farming. I will start with the large um, the large-scale farming. What are the characteristics of the large-scale farming? And I'll first explain what do we mean by a large-scale farming. It is production of crops for local and overseas markets to make a profit. It is only practiced on a commercial level. It is again practiced on a large, on a large scale, on a large on, on a large track of land. Production is on a large scale. Very much important. Technology. What type of technology do they use here? A farmer uses scientific farming. Farming methods. He uses scientific farming, farming methods or modern farming methods. E.g., we have, we, we, they use chemicals, fertilizers, hybrid seeds, contour farming. It is a capital-intensive farming. A farmer uses high-tech machinery. Now here, there is high yield per hectare. A farmer practices monoculture of one main crop. What is the size of the farm, of, of farming here? A farmer practices now extensive farming on a large plot. What are the importance of this type of farming? is to produce large quantities of food for local and international markets. It, it can reduce rural poverty. It can contribute to food security. It is a source of income when surplus is produced. Again, it is a source of employment. Now we have now a small-scale farming. Now what are the characteristics of the small-scale farming? Small-scale farming is farming on a smaller plot. 
on, on, on a small piece of land with the purpose of making a profit. It can be practiced on a commercial level or also on a subsistence level. Technology. It is a specialized type of farming. Farmers use irrigation, small tents, intensive farming is practiced. At the same time, every available piece of land is used. Now, here, a variety, a variety of crops are grown here. There is a medium yield factor. What are the importance of this type of farming? Also, it reduces poverty. Also, it reduces rural urban migration. It promotes employment in rural areas. Again, it promotes food security in, in rural areas. Again, it improves the standard of living in rural areas. But there are problems. There are challenges here. Challenges are poor infrastructure. We know that poor infrastructure affects access to markets. Now, what are, what are other challenges we have that we find that it is not easy to get finance from the banks? There is a lack of access to training and also updating the, their knowledge. Now, I'm through now with this, these two types of funding, large-scale funding and small-scale funding. Then we have subsistence funding. It is the production of goods to meet the needs of the farmer and also of the family. Technology here, farmers use traditional farming methods. They use oxen-driven plows. It is labor-intensive. Farming is done manually by women, children, and family members. The yield per hectare here is very low. Important, subsistence farming does not contribute to, 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 to the economy. It contributes to the, um, to the food economy. Subsistence farming contributes to food security of households. Now we have this commercial farming. This is the type of farming which is practiced for profit, for making a profit. Then we have extensive farming. This farming is practiced on a large scale. It is practiced on a large scale. Extensive farming. Low input costs. Less money is needed for development. Few workers are needed. It is practiced usually on land that is less fertile. There is relatively low yield per hectare. Intensive farming, it is a farming which is practiced in, on a small scale. Many workers are needed here. There is high input cost or much money is needed for development. There is relatively high yield per hectare or high yield per unit area. It is much more productive. Now we have the dual economy. Dual economy, it is the subsistence and commercial economy. It is the subsistence and the commercial economy. Then we have mixed farming. This one is, practice, is, is practicing crop farming and also stock farming. Crop farming and stock farming is practiced. Then we call this type of farming uh, uh, a, a mixed type of farming. Now, I'm through now with different types of farming. Different types of farming. Now, I will come now to 
this point uh, to agriculture. To agriculture. Now, factors hindering agriculture. Discuss factors hindering agriculture or discuss problems facing agriculture in South Africa or I may say discuss challenges of agriculture in South Africa. Now, there are physical factors. We have soil condition. Soil is poor. Soil is infertile here in South Africa. Soil here is of poor quality, especially where the slopes are steep. Steep slope increases runoff. The steep slope accelerates what soil erosion. Water flows at high speed, and this causes soil erosion. Now, we should know that soil erosion is a big problem because it reduces soil fertility. Poor farming methods, such as overgrazing and monoculture, contribute to soil erosion. Subsistence farming reduces soil fertility. The western half of our country has infertile soil. It has infertile soil. Now, another, another factor influencing this, uh, uh, bringing, bringing um, a challenge to South African agriculture is this one of climate. Rainfall is low and unreliable over, over a greater part of South Africa. There is called Google current, which influences temperatures and rainfall along the western part of the continent. There is little evaporation and also uh, precipitation on the western side of the continent. Why? Uh, it is because of the cold Venezuela current. The temperatures here, the temperatures here on this ocean are very low. And there also the, there is this dominant high pressure over the interior, the Kalahari high pressure, which is found in winter. This high pressure reduces the chances of precipitation in the interior. In the eastern half of the, of the continent, this part receives high rainfall, more rainfall than the western part. Why? Because of this warm Mozambique current. High evaporation rate and low rainfall in the west limits agricultural production. Again, distances from the sea create climate extremes in the interior. Climate conditions. The climatic conditions are different on the western part and also on the eastern part. We should know that. Now, another factor influencing this and this problem is these diseases. We have diseases and the pests. Insects and the pests such as locusts destroy crops and the fruits. The use of pesticides and insecticides to overcome this problem increases production costs. It's a problem. Now temperatures have an influence now on the on the again on the climate of South Africa. The high, uh, the high relative, the, the high relatively uh, high summer temperatures are suitable for the cultivation of most crops, especially maize and sugar cane. The low moisture content in maize allows it to be 
stored over long periods. The warm temperatures also favor the sweetening and ripening of fruits. But here on the western part of the continent, we don't have high temperatures. That area experiences low temperatures. Another factor, we have this land ownership. Prior 1994, up to, um, up to 87% of South African land was owned by whites. And 30% was, uh, was owned by blacks. This is also a problem. This is a challenge. Another factor is trade. Absence of subsidies for farming made farmers to leave the country, made farmers to leave agriculture, uh, to leave this, uh, uh, this, sector of, uh, this sector of economy, primary economic activities. Foreign imports flooded the market with cheaper agricultural products. Another problem, we have the problem of periodic droughts and also floods. This also is a big problem to, uh, to farming in our country. Another problem, we have the problem of relief. Certain parts of South Africa are characterized by hilly relief with steep slopes. The eastern half of our country is mountainous. Machinery cannot be used in these areas. They increase the cost of production. Another factor is crime. And also have the labor strike. We also have unskilled labor. And also fluctuating prices. Price fluctuation of agriculture at international markets has a negative impact on our agriculture. There is also a lack of access to funding and training. Farmers in South Africa cannot compete um, with international markets. It's a big problem. The last one we find that there is also a shortage of water for irrigation. This is also a problem. Now we have social factors. One of the social factors we have HIV and AIDS. The higher, the higher prevalence of HIV and AIDS lowers production on farms. As valuable farm, uh, farming, um, uh, farming skills are lost due to ill health and death. Food production declines, resulting in food insecurity. Again, we have farmers and um, attributes. Many farmers are subsistence farmers and they do not produce surplus crops that can be sold. That is why poverty levels remain high. Subsistence farming also um, uh, subsistence farmers also lack, lack access to agri- agricultural research and are illiterate. This is a major problem to the development of commercial farming or commercial agriculture amongst ourselves. Furthermore, it is challenging to change the attitudes of farmers from traditional methods. Now, these are the social factors. Now, we have terms that we should know. We have this home, home market goods. By this, we are referring to products sold within South Africa. Also, we are referring to, um, to domestic market. Export goods, these are goods produced for selling to other countries. And we have import goods. These are the goods that, that South, Africa, uh, South Africa buys from other countries. 
then we have value-added products. By this, we are referring to these are raw materials that have been processed to increase the value. E.g. grapes are processed into wine. Now, what are factors, uh, factors promoting agriculture? What are the factors favoring agriculture in South Africa? Now, there are factors favoring agriculture. There are, favor, there are factors promoting ag- agriculture. E.g., we have climate. In, in the Western case, we have the mid-Latin cyclone, which brings winter rainfall. Again, we have also the subtropical climate in the interior with hot and wet summers and cool, dry winter. In winter, families of low precursors, these are the mid last cyclones, move over the western cave, bringing more cyclonic rainfall there. The warm Mozambique current influences temperatures and rainfall along the eastern coast. Evaporation and precipitation are high. The dominant South Indian high precursors system move away from the continent and this by so doing this brings what moisture into the continent ultimately high rainfall occurs over the continent because of the movement of this hype and uh, this uh, this high pressure system another thing which favors the development of agriculture in Africa is the fertile soil the most fertile soils are found in the eastern part of the continent where the climate is hot and dry the Karoo soils are fertile. Livestock thrive on grasses and also shrubs. And another thing which also favors the development of agriculture in our country, we have this land ownership or availability of land for farming. Now, my dear learners, um, yes, uh, we have the availability of, la- of land for, for farming. Then they say that since 1994, the land redistribution and restitution has encouraged settlement claims to the land. The Limpopo Department of Education believes that education is the key to overcoming poverty. As a result, we have partnered with Capricorn FM to bring radio lessons to all grade 12 learners in Limpopo. Starting on Monday, 17 August, tune in and catch expert teachers as they present life lessons for an hour. From Monday to Friday between 5 and 6 p.m. on Just Drive and again on Saturday and Sunday evenings between 6 and 7 p.m. on the Royal Movement and the Afterglow respectively. Limpopo Department of Education, working together we can do more, providing quality education. Thank you very much. My dear learners, I will look at this other topic. Food security in South Africa. This question is always, uh, it always appears in the exam. Question on food security uh, and in uh, and security and insecurity are common, uh, are commonly asked in the in the exam. Very much important. Many students struggle with the definition of food security and food insecurity, and fail to answer questions related to food security, e.g., how to, to improve food security. Now, food security and food insecurity are two concepts that are confused with each other. Define them correctly. For example, what is food security? 
Now, food security occurs when sufficient or enough food is produced to meet the needs of the people. It results from a balance between supply and demand. What is a food insecurity? Food insecurity occurs when people fear starving because they do not have access to enough nutritious food. It results when demand exceeds supply. It is when there is a scarcity of, of, of food. When there is no food, then we talk of what? Food insecurity. What is famine? Famine is a lack of food that gives rise to starvation and malnutrition. Now, what is the importance of food security? Importance of food security. Now, you know that food security is important to maintain the good health of people. It is important because it will prevent social uprising. It prevents hunger and famine. Malnutrition can be prevented. And malnutrition is always associated with the stunted growth and also the death of children. Now, what uh, are the negatives or what, what causes uh, this food insecurity? What causes food insecurity? Or one may say, what um, the negative factors? What are the negative factors affecting food security? Or the exam is say, causes of food insecurity. Now, we should know that a large number of people in our country, they practice subsistence farming. And this results in no surplus being able uh, to, uh, to, to pro- uh, being able to be produced for uh, for bad ye- for bad years. Food is destroyed by droughts. It is destroyed by floods, fires, insects, pests, and diseases. And this also is a problem. Now, is another factor causing this. Is food insecurity. What causes food insecurity or factors affecting food security? Now, soil erosion um, is a problem. This, it occurs when water flows at high speed, especially on a steep slope. And also have incorrect farming methods. Also, also they always bring a problem now to the food security. These are the these are the challenges of the food security. These are the causative factors of food insecurity. Now, lack of security and the, and the high crime rate cause people to abandon their farms. They move away to the urban area. Large-scale rural urban migration has caused a decrease in agricultural production because of this exodus, exodus because of this Movement of people in the rural areas of the urban area. High food prices are not affordable by the poor. High rate of unemployment and poverty means that people do not have money to buy food. Monies allocated for job creation and agricultural development are mis- mismanaged, are not used properly. HIV and AIDS has caused a decrease in agricultural production. The rapid increase in population has resulted in a decrease in agricultural land. Poor soil will always lead to what? To poor crops. 
Now, we also have an economic farming unit. Now, at the same time, we find that soil is not fertile for the production, for, for agricultural production. And also, we even mentioned about, we mentioned this environmental hazard, these droughts, we named them. Now, crops are washed away, are damaged. Now, we should know that um, um, we have this uh, poor infrastructure, poor infrastructure, poor roads. We always have an influence on the production of the raw materials in agriculture. Again, we have this um, high level of illiteracy, high level of illiteracy, or, or either we have got this uh, political unrest. These are the challenges of um, food security. These are the causative factors of food insecurity. What is causing food insecurity? These are the factors. Now we have um, positive factors. Positive factors affecting food security, which means we want to look at what at factors favoring uh, food security, or one may say we want to look at measures which can be taken to improve food security, or I can put this in this way: how to improve food security in our country, in South Africa. There are many ways to improve food security. We improve our agriculture. In general term, and we say that we improve agriculture. Farmers must practice crop rotation, which is called horticulture. Greater variety of crops can be planted. This is also called mixed farming. Government must provide incentives to small-scale farmers by funding them. Encourage farmers to use modern methods of farming to increase output. We must improve trade relations. And we must also process our raw materials here in South Africa. And we also we must have land reform. Land reform. We must protect soil from soil erosion. Planting variety of crops to prevent soil exhaustion or soil erosion. And again, we must also practice cooperative farming. Emerging farmers must be given low interest, interest, interest loans low interest on their loans. Again, farmers must change from subsistence farming to commercial farming. Must change this type of farming. They must, we must encourage, the government must encourage land ownership. Land ownership. People must own the land and they must use it profitably. They must produce agricultural products. These are some of the things that we can we can apply if we want to improve this agriculture in our country. Now, let us look at the genetically modified crops. Genetically modified crops. We should know that these crops improve food security. These are the crops that are modified in the laboratory so that they are more resistant to herbicides and other diseases. Very much important. This is a possible exam question. Always this uh, uh, genetically modified goods. And also this food security and food insecurity. One may say, or the examiner may write this, 
discuss advantages of the genetic modification or the advantages of genetically modified crops or briefly discuss the role of genetically modified food on food security or why are crops genetically modified the importance of this genetically modified uh, crops we find that genetically modified crops are more resistant to pests and diseases they cannot be, be affected easily by this disease they are resistant to all these diseases they have a long storage life more food to hectare can be produced they can tolerate herbicides and also insecticides they have a greater nutritional value you should know that they are able to survive in a greater range of climates they can grow under drought conditions under harsher climates which means they are resistant to drought they can tolerate uh, to salty soils they can also tolerate to high levels of cold conditions very much important that is the importance of these genetically modified crops now what are the disadvantages of these genetic modif- modification what are the disadvantages one should know that they can damage the environment again genetically modified foods are harmful to humans the effect uh, they can also affect our environment and uh, they can also sometimes cause what uh, they can also uh, disturb this uh, this uh, the food chain food chain new seeds have to be planted every year and this is costly the long-term effects of genetic modification is not known very much important now we should know that um um this um uh, this 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 uh, this plant sometimes can deplete the underground water underground water reserves are always are depleted just because of this uh, genetically modified crops now i'm through with farming my dear learners then i'll look at mining mining activities now let us look at the the, the economic importance of mining or contribution of mining to the south african economy what are the importance of mining it is the end of foreign exchange it improves foreign exchange it promotes foreign exchange of foreign investment foreign investors invest in our country they come into our country foreign income is earned from the export of various minerals such as gold iron ore diamonds and coal we get a lot of income from this from other countries it contributes to the gdp very much important mining companies pay taxes to the receiver of the revenue stimulating the growth um, the growth rate of the economy of our country again mining it provides job opportunities large percentage of labor large percentage of, of labor force is employed by this sector 
It promotes infrastructural development. It's also uh, important for uh, infrastructural development, meaning that mining has led to the development of infrastructure. E.g., we have road, railway line, bridges. Without mining, we cannot have all these things. Mining, again, promotes industrial development. Industries depend much more on what? On mining. Why? Mining industries are created to process raw materials from mining industries. Again, mining promotes the development of towns and cities. Johannesburg started as a mining town. The mining town, the golden city. But now it is now uh, it, it is now an, uh, it is also an industrial city. Now mining has contributed to the rapid urbanization of of, of the country. E.g., we have Houting. That that part of the land is more is more urbanized. Many industries, many factories. Again, mining promotes social development. Mining has contributed to a social economic um, of, of, of a country. The country develops socially and also economically. Some minings, we know that uh, some mining companies, uh, some mining companies offer bursaries to students. Now, mining attracts, as I've said, foreign investment. It contributes to the total taxes received by the government. Very much important. Now, these are uh, the, 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 importance, the importance of, of mining in South Africa. Now, what are the factors favoring mining? What are the factors favoring mining in South Africa? Now, there is a variety of minerals in South Africa, e.g. with gold, gold, diamond, copper, and iron ore. All these are found in abundance in South Africa. They are of, of a high grade. They are of high quality. And quality minerals are found in high concentration. South Africa is the world leading producer of platinum, chrome, manganese. At the same time, many mines in South Africa are shallow. This is an advantage. Mineral deposits are found closer to the air surface, making mining relatively cheap and easy. Now, again, temperatures are very low underground. That is an advantage. Uh, that is a factor favoring the development of, uh, uh, the development of mining in South Africa. Lower rock temperatures allow deeper mining. Poisonous gases such as methane are seldom found in our country, in our mines. The ground is geologically safe. It is safe underground there. Which means faulting and folding uh, or faulting and, uh, and earthquakes are not common in our minds, in our country. Again, 
overseas investors like to invest money in our country, in our mind. There is a good supply of water in South Africa, especially on the western part of our continent. Power is supplied by ESCOM. The discovery of coal in Pumalanga made it very cheap, made this electricity very cheap. Now, there is what you call the Chamber of Mines, which keeps a careful watch on safety of workers in advantage. There is an access to cheap labor, because in South Africa, we have skilled, semi-skilled, and unskilled labor. All these are found in abundance. There are many. There is a large range of labor force. Many, many unskilled, and many semi-skilled, and many, uh, many, um, uh, many skilled again. And again, there is government assistance. The government is uh, encouraging mining, is encouraging mining, is empowering the previously disadvantaged uh, people through BEE. And again, the government is always assisting small-scale miners. There is a large population in South Africa which creates a ready market for this market, uh, for this for this mining. Capital. There are local and overseas entrepreneurs who are willing to assist on starting new mines here in South Africa. There is a dense transport network in South Africa. There is a dense transport network. Dense transport network. Now, these are factors favoring the development of mining in South Africa. Now, let us look at those things which are hindering the development of agriculture. There are problems facing agriculture. Factors that uh, hinder mining activities in Africa. So we have labor. How does labor influence this mining negatively? We know that these mines are always affected by what? Strikes, protests, and this, all these two things have a negative influence on mining activities. We also have this problem of tribal fighting. Tribal fighting. This is also a major, a, a, a major challenge. And also have this problem of what? Of land claim is also a problem to mining activities. Again, the, another problem facing mining, we have this minimum wage. People there, you see, um, this, um, uh, people are saying that we must get this much, this much, we must get this, this much, we must get this salary wage. By so doing, this has increased the cost of production. Again, we have a problem of distances. Large distance between mines and laborers, between mines and harbor, increases cost. A big problem. Another problem is the problem of climate, climatic conditions. High temperatures make mining difficult because in, right in the mine there is very hot. The cost of production in the mine is very high. It's high. High temperatures underground create difficult conditions and uh, decreases what production or productivity. 
Another problem is safety, security, safety. This uh, security in mind is costly. When the tunnel roof collapses, when people are killed, these miners, these owners, uh, the, 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 the owners of this mining, they suffer a lot. They have to pay a lot of money for all these things. Another problem was the problem of the foreign, uh, foreign, foreign deep, uh, dependence. Mines in South Africa, uh, they depend, they depend largely on um, foreigners. They depend on foreign buyers. Then another problem, we have the problem of water. Now, once you know that water shortages during times of drought causes problems, underground water and flooding also cause problems. It is expensive to fix the problem, and this decreases profits. This Grade 12 lesson was proudly brought to you by the Department of Education in partnership with Capricorn FM. Working together, we can do more, providing quality education. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.